Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Trying to just grab all, grab all the bags, as the kids say. Is that how they say it? I don't know. Whatever. You're taking shots at the unathletic, arthritic, <laughs> old alligator? I can't find anything now. I'm a feeble old buffoon. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, rolling on here on a Thursday. Silver Sevens is the spot is uh, Willie Ramirez and Adam Hill are hanging out down there. Hockey game being played. Uh, well, there's lots of hockey games being played, but uh, VGK is the, the game that we care about on the road. Game three in the uh, road trip. It's 1-1 at the end of the first. And during all Vegas Golden Knights games, you can get 77-cent beers at Silver Sevens, Bud, Bud Light, and Michelob Ultra Bottles. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. All right, guys, important decision at hand when you hit the road. It's, you know, always a chance to go and try some new places, not go to a chain joint. But I'm on the road here in Fort Collins. Walking around is only for the stout, but you know I'm one of the stout. Uh, It's 25 degrees right now. I'm guessing at the end of this hour it'll be a little bit lower. I... I did bring a jacket, Adam. I know you're very anti-jacket when it drops below 30. Sure. Did you ever get a jacket? Did you even have a, a, a like a hoodie in Cincinnati when it was like 30 degrees? As you, there was a screen cap of you standing next to Grainy, who was in like a Nanook of the North puffy jacket, and uh, Heidi Fang over on Raider Nation Radio 920. She was all bundled up, and you're sitting there in a golf shirt. Yeah. Well, I was. It was dedication. That's the standard uh, that we're supposed to you know, keep on our TV hits. So I was no, going with no, the no, golf There shirt. is no RJ standard that says you can't it wear is. a jacket plain, on plain, your dopey videos. Yes, plain golf shirt. God. Or a suit. Cut but I was out. wearing a suit, so I was out. Stop. I'm with, I'm with Adam. Yeah. I, I actually did have a hoodie on, and then once we went to film, I threw it off, threw it to the side, and got on, got on screen. There are uh, there's a bunch of burger or there's a bunch of chain joints uh, around where we are in Fort Collins. Fort Collins is actually an outstanding city to hang out in. There's a ton of breweries, unfortunately, because it's kind of a sleepy town at times during the week. They close down a little early, so um, I will have to. We'll see what I pick. We'll see what I pick. <laughs> then comes the next challenge, and I've talked about this, and no one else sees this except the SO. Me at a restaurant just trying to pick the meal and looking at an extensive menu turns into. A nightmare. And I saw a quick story today, Willie, that I thought was awesome. I think it'll freak some people out. Uh, Someone is claiming to have had dinner in the past with Bernie Sanders at an Italian restaurant. The person says he didn't look at the menu until the waiter came to take the order. Then Bernie opens it and goes, quote, do you have pork chops? The waiter looks at him and says, no, we have steak. Bernie looks back, closes the menu and goes, okay, that. You're like, wait, what? Does that freak you guys out? Because in a way, I'm incredibly jealous. Well, not at an Italian restaurant. Because in an Italian restaurant, there's only going to be, they're going to have one bistecca. There's going to be only one. I think you're missing the point. I think you're missing the point. No. The point is, he didn't look at the menu. Right. He asked for one thing. Because he he knew what he wanted. He didn't look look at it at all. The waiter's like, this is what we got. And he's like, yeah. 
That's, he knew what he okay. wanted, though. You've never. Let me ask you this. So you he said, wanted a pork chop. Okay. He want <laughs> he wanted meat. A steak is totally different. No, he he wanted meat. The guy he right. He asked. He said, "Do you have a pork chop?" No. We have steak. Okay, that. So he knew what he wanted. He wanted a chop. Well, what if what if what if they'd say we got Branzino tonight? Also, like, like all right. Steaks are different. What if it's ribeye? What if it's filet? No. Okay, I, I was going to say. I like some steaks. No, 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 no. Wait, that's why I said it's an Italian restaurant. Now, if you're at a steakhouse, like one of mine and Adam's favorite places in town, you can't just close the menu and go, yes, that. They got incredible steaks. They got incredible toppings. You got to figure out which side. So I get that part. But you're an Italian restaurant. They usually are. They're going to have chicken dishes, veal dishes fish dishes and usually there's one steak and it's usually done steak pizza there's going to be bisteca there's going to be a way that they do it and it's just one steak and it's generally going to be a nice new york strip in some way shape or form. maybe with the sizzling garlic on top but generally speaking at an italian restaurant they do their steaks a certain way so bernie went in why he asked for pork chops in italian joint i don't know but he knew what he wanted it's that's, it's tough, and, and I'll, I mean, another, another you know step further. I was out with a group the other day, and I know that nobody looked at the menu at all. And the waitress came by, and she was like, uh, "Are you guys ready?" And every single person, and listen, I do this, so I'm not I'm not knocking them for saying this. Every single person was like, "I'll just go last," and I I looked at the waitress and I said, "Come back." I was like, we're yeah. not going to do this. This yeah. is like one person can be last and say, I'll, uh, if, I'll go last. If, here's the thing. If, if there's an I'll go last situation, you know how long that's going to take? Yeah. yeah, that's what he meant. And nobody's even looked. And so, I said, okay, no, just come back. So let me ask I, you guys I love, that you, I love that you took command of the team. Yeah. Because too oh, often yeah. everyone just sits there. Seven people sit there and just stare at the server, don't say anything, and it just turns into this awkward moment. Uh, Ari pointed out something very, very poignant that I – that was the first thing I thought of when I don't, saw this whole thing. Don't build it up. Poignant. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Settle down, Turbo. He's, Ari's <laughs> never said anything poignant in his life. He said Bernie's Jewish and he wants pork. The nerve. Ari? Was that for air, by the way? That's <laughs> why that's Ari material. You said? Is that Ari material? That was to go you on said? It is you now. Did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything – we all know, Willie, I'm going to let you in on this if you haven't figured it out. Anything that you say at any moment could be on the show. Just, <laughs> true. Just right. I know that. But yeah, what is he ordering pork for? What's going on? Come on. Mm. That's not, that, not super, pra not super so, practicing. What are you going to do? So wait a minute. So you guys walked, you've never walked into a, you've uh -oh. never walked into a restaurant no, just knowing this is what I want. I'm going, this is what I'm in. Like, I've, you, I've walked into an Italian joint going, man, I don't care. I want I want sausage and pasta, a little sausage and peppers. This goes back to the problem that I'm talking about, about having anxiety issues in restaurants. You know, what I do is I go in wanting something, and I never get it. It's there, yeah. and I talk myself out of what I wanted. Then I get something else, and I'm like, that's not what I wanted. Because that was disappointing. I have a problem. Well, you're up in four colors. this, I think it's different. If you if you go to a place like quite a bit, I think it's different. You understand the menu, but if you're like on the road and you go to a spot, and especially it's like, hey, this is where you go when you're in this town. This is where you go and check out a restaurant. Like you want to know if there's some like 
if there's some specialty or some exotic thing or something they do differently than everywhere else, like you have to find that out. You have to look at the menu. Yeah, that's okay. But we don't know where Bernie was at. This guy just tweeted this thing. I, he just said, <laughs> Bernie once, I had dinner once with Bernie at an Italian restaurant. He didn't say where. He didn't say if it was the first time. It. That was the whole story. That was yeah, the best of the story. Is that, that's he, it. Is that so, the guy goes in and just the waiter basically it. said, hey, this is what you're having. And he's like, okay. What do you get right. at Fancy Nancy's, though? That's the real question. What gravy point. would he get? Probably some mushroom gravy with the steak. All right, number oh, four. Sounds great. Number four. Big Ben announces today that he is retired. Willie's reaction in our show notes was big deal. Well, that's not that's a very nice attitude for Willie. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah, well, my problem is this. The dude finished the, his last home game, right? Had that last home game, went out with the big hurrah. They make the playoffs. Thank the Raiders for beating the Chargers. Last playoff game. Big send-off. So now, because he officially announced it, another big send-off? We knew he was retiring. You know what? Just like you do when it's time to say goodbye to a guest. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, I somewhat agree in that it's, it's, the mo it's, it's like the fifth retirement announcement for somebody we knew coming into the season was going to retire and probably should have retired before the season. It's it's a little much, and at what point? Like this is this is my because we've talked about this with Ross Roethlisberger before, and this is the issue with him announcing it like seven different times. At what point do we get to point out the negatives too? Like if we if uh, we there, can't, is, there is no there's no hashtag too soon with him. <laughs> but there is with everyone. No, there no there there isn't there isn't with Roethlisberger. Let me let me let me stir the pot like nineteen. Uh, 94 sports talk style here. This this would be a big deal in Pittsburgh if Big Ben was retiring in 1994. Come on, uh, all-time greatest quarterback in Steeler history is Big Terry Bradshaw. Mason Still Rudolph? Terry Bradshaw. Still Terry Bradshaw. Correct. Agreed. Uh, hold on. No. Well, first of all, we run into this all the time with what is you know what's the you know Roethlisberger is objectively a better player than. But Mason Rudolph is objectively a better player than, than Terry Bradshaw. Like, anybody that's in the league right now is a better player than Terry Bradshaw. So, better player, better athlete. Better player. And, and like, any, any player in the league now is better than any player that played in the 60s or 70s or 80s. So, as we could say Athletes, with basketball yeah, we just in get, general. Of course. Okay. We, like, sports just get better. Okay, so, like, it is. so how the about cut, this? The cutoff for you, though, is the 90s for quarterbacks? No, I, think it's like, I think it's like now. Really? So this era no, here? Yeah. 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 This is where this is where the rollover is at this In era? every sport, every player, every everybody gets better. Yes. Hmm. In every sport. Cuz yeah. cuz my oh, question, yeah. let me ask you this cuz cuz as you're saying this, I'm obviously picturing the one comparison in all of sports that everybody loves to you know, push the push the envelope on and I'm wondering if the rollover in era for all sports was because we say that the training and the off-court field training in the off-season is when, right, the, the, the transition to LeBron. So was it the beginning of his era that actually the revolution of the athlete in all sports? I would think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you say now, like today's I mean, athletes, but where they, why, they, some of them, that's where why, they started. Right. That's why the argument has to be more accomplished or, you know, like yeah. obviously Terry Bradshaw is a more right. accomplished yes. player in Steelers history. And that's fine. But Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw would not sniff the, Terry Bradshaw wouldn't get a D1 scholarship now. Hmm. 
He wouldn't. He couldn't play at Eastern Michigan now. So it's the vernacular that we need to change. I, th- I mean, I think well, you have to be well, clear. Well, about we what don't. That was that was the whole point of me delivering it the way I did. Right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. The utter confusion, so that one person would say Bradshaw, and the other would start going into today's players are much better than they were yeah. forty years ago. Number three. All right, I'm calling an audible. We're skipping around in the Big Five. Oh. It's all Raiders from here moving forward. Yeah. All right, Adam, what the hell is going on with the uh, the GM position? They have the last GM opening in the league. Apparently, God's the interview went well. What, what are you hearing about that interview? Yeah, I heard it went very well. Um, in fact, like there was there was some you know kind of chatter. And, and listen, the only people that are talking are people that don't have decision making authority essentially right now yes. with the Raiders. But yes, um, but from everything that was kind of leaked out from the Dodds interview that it went like unbelievably well uh, that being said the interview's over and within hours it's like well it looks like it's going in a different direction like wait, where did that come from but uh, but are, are are these things really going in different directions or is this part of the cycle and like you said most people in the know aren't saying anything so this is all stuff that's being fed to us in the media yeah of course of course but and you you never know like I, I there's some some reports this morning that the deal was done and then the tweets were deleted which is funny um which deal which deal was done that a gm deal was done it's for real trust me it's it's nobody that's important i'm just ta- i'm taking okay. shots at no i'm not i'm not people. asking you to say who sent it out who they were talking about you ever oh, say dodds. just in general? Oh, dodds. yeah dodds dodds is done he's done it's, oh, that's it's over done. the announcement's coming today and those tweets okay. were deleted um, Yikes. And then when, you know, the person does get it right, they'll say that they had it all, all along, which is great. Huh. Um, Scoop! Willie's, As Steve would say. Yeah, Willie's protege. Uh, so, yeah, I mean. We're going to box. I think, I think some of the same things were, were, you know, were heard by a lot of different people that it went really, really well. And then, all, you know, all of a sudden it comes out. Now, keep in mind, as you pointed out, these things usually come from agents. It's yeah. usually an agent that finally, because the, the. You know, the brain trust isn't talking right now for the Raiders, which I think is smart. But agents are saying, hey, look, this is done. And other agents, it's not just, and I don't just mean like an agent for, you know, candidate A is going to the media saying, hey, my guy's got it. Oftentimes it's the agent for candidate B who doesn't have the job of saying, oh, no, he's already got it. You know, this is over. Either to, you know, either to throw throw off the scent or to, you know, put some pressure on somebody else. Like all the, the it's all games. All of this is games. And you, you have to kind of sort through what is real and what's not. And it's a lot of that is on is on the media to, you know, sort through why they're being told certain things and for what purpose it's serving. And is a it, lot is of it, it is for the consumer. Is it, is it today? Is it with what we do today? Is there any sorting needed or is it just a flood of information? Whatever you hear, you put out. Depends well, on who you are. Yeah, it depends on who you are, right? Right. I mean, I, I think that there's some people that, you know, are told, you know, blank 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 and they just put out blank 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 and they don't care if they're right or wrong and if they put out eight different things eventually they're going to be right and then they can say hey i was right um but you know there are other people that will get information and say well i know where this is coming from so i'm not going to run with this and those things happen but uh, again it's i think it's important as a consumer to you know sort through a lot of this information take it in and have you know enjoy it and, fo- and enjoy the process but also understand like nothing's done until it's done and you don't have you know you don't know what's happening until somebody that has the authority to say it actually says it. there are also people who have the information 
and want to make sure it's right, even though you're 99.9%, and all along you may have had it. And that's good enough for you in your head. So when you report it, you're the fourth one that tweeted it, and you're the third story that gets published. But in your mind, it's like, yeah, I knew it, but it, it doesn't matter anymore because anybody can say anything on any damn uh, social media platform and claim that they were first, and it doesn't, it's irrelevant. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Number two. Team Carr appeared on Colin Cowherd today. Um, now it's it's funny because David Carr kept saying throughout that he wasn't he wasn't directly representing <laughs> Derek, but Derek Carr's watching all this. He already made the media re- you know the request through the media if you want to buy it that uh, they want Rich Basaccia as the head coach. So let's get a little David Carr on the herd from earlier today. What is best for your brother? What would you do if you own the Raiders? But honestly, and this is not coming from Derek. This is coming from a NFL Network analyst, a guy that jumps on Colin's show and talks about football, talks about it with his friends. Stop, David. <laughs> Stop. We knew right when he prefaced with, and this is not coming from Derek. Right. It's, I mean, if you do that, you guys talk. We know Team Car is very bonded. They are a unified force across social media. Here's more David Carr talking about Derek Carr and what he's looking for in terms of the, the coaching future no not what uh, Derek Carr no hold on what David Carr thinks not no this is this is this no 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 this is this is team Carr there is a sense as a veteran quarterback and and Derek and and talking to him man he he went through an emotional roller coaster they did about as good as you can do this year with what they were given and they made it work there are they're not that far away if you could add a couple pieces we all know one of his best friends is Devontae Adams, and he possibly could not be franchise tagged, and we could see what happens there. There has to be a commitment from the organization that they're going to give him what he needs to succeed. He only wants to win a Super Bowl. He's not here for the money. That's it. At the end of the day, I want to win football games. He'd love to do it in Las Vegas. It's so not, not there for the money. It's not coming he did from what he, 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 it's, it's not David. It's not coming from David. No, it's not coming from Derek. It's not, not doing it. Sorry, it's not coming from Derek. He's not doing it for the money. Uh, Derek did all he could with what they were given. So these are all independent thoughts of one David Carr. But he wants a chance to do it. He, he knows that there are pieces that you can put in place here. They're as close as they've ever been. They're, at, they're right on the cusp. They got in the playoffs. They played against the, uh, a team that's in the AFC championship, in their stadium, battled down to the wire. They're right there. They need some pieces. They need, they need to see from, from the Raiders – that there's commitment there because I can't guarantee that Derek is going to want to sign up for that. If it's going to be the same thing that he's done over the last seven or eight years, I can't guarantee that knowing my brother. Now he hasn't said anything to me. I just have conversations openly talk candidly about it, about their situation, about who they could bring in, what happens on the offensive side. We know that they struggle a little bit on the right tackle, right guardish side. Alex Leatherwood moved from tackle to guard. A lot of things have to be fixed. Okay, that went from they to I can't guarantee twice to this is, again, not from Derek. Okay. Um, but he also brought up there again, this is not coming from Derek, but I've had intimate conversations with him about what. Right. <laughs> like, so is it from him or not? But wait a minute. Uh, Adam, how many press conferences were you in? I know I was in eight of them in terms of post game. You were in 
17? Yeah, close. Oh, I was in nine. So. 15, I think. Okay, so 15. And then weekly, um, these are my guys. I'll go to battle with them. I love these guys. Uh, to answer your real question, Oli's doing a great job, and I love him. <laughs> but according to David Carr, which he didn't hear from Derek, if they put the right pieces in place. Well, Derek said he'd go to battle with this team. So They need to show commitment. They need to show commitment. That's not from Derek. Derek says the right things. David is saying other things, but that's not from Derek. And it didn't come from Derek, even though I talked to him about this. Intimately. And had deep, deep, intimate conversations with him about this. But this is not from him. Whew. I'm dizzy from that. Number one. All right, this afternoon I'm getting dizzy from the Josh McDaniel stuff because this is the latest hot name for the Raiders. And I did notice that uh, Jerry McDonald – kind of made a thinly veiled reference to lots of media people maybe getting the same word from the same people on Josh McDaniels. Are you hearing this, Adam? Yeah, a little bit. Um, So what what do we do with this? Because this is kind of a flashback. You know, the story we always like to reference on this show was that Thad Mata was going to be the UNLV head coach, and it was coming from one person, and about 13 different media people ran with it from the same source. And it was all... It turned out all to be a ploy because that mod just needed to have his name mentioned in job searches. He was not being considered. Right. But a friend, a friend of the program and a friend of Mata did him a favor and media people cooperate. Someday. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's, it's somewhat similar uh, in that. But they're also that doesn't mean that there's nothing to it. And I feel like this is more... This is more Ziegler than it is McDaniels, and I think people are starting to get the sense Ziegler's back, you know, in strong consideration. And if he gets the job, it, it's it seems like a foregone conclusion that if Ziegler gets the GM job, then McDaniels is getting the coaching job. Well, and this isn't coming from Adam, because but we've talked intimately. <laughs> but the Dodds interview went really well. But I'm not saying that I got it from anybody, so I don't know which GM is interview is is has gone really well. Adam, in your mind, is is every GM who's been mentioned, who's been interviewed, well, I guess every would be strong, but some of the biggest names are they tied to a specific head coach candidate? Well, yes and no. I mean, and I think it's always tough to to tell that too because we assume, and in this case, yes. McDaniels and Ziegler have a long history. This is not just, hey, they work together in New England. He's probably going to bring them here. They have a very, very active and long history. Um, I think a lot of people have assumed, and I think if you connect the dots, that there's some connection between Dodds and Harbaugh potentially, that that could be a package deal. But it's always, it's also not necessarily always that case. I mean, you could you could have a guy that worked with somebody, and they could you know take the job and say, yeah, I worked with him, but I'm not – yeah. <laughs> it's not the guy well, that I need to bring in. Like that Chicago happens. Bears, right? Chicago sure. Bears polls and, and Biennemi, and I don't think Biennemi had a shot. And that one, that one was weird because there's you know a lot of reporting that there was an internal struggle of between two candidates, and then you know half the organization was set on one, half the organization was set on another, and then all of a sudden polls came in and said, "Nah, we're going in this other direction." Who so are the they, other candidates for the Bears? Well, it seemed like uh, half half of the management was sold on Quinn, and they were going to bring in Quinn. And that was going to almost be a done deal. And then, uh, remember, they brought in Bill Polian um, as, an, as a consultant, 
with the Bears, uh, and he said, no, 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 Jim Caldwell is the guy. Caldwell's the guy. We got to get him. So there was an internal struggle between Quinn and Caldwell, and if you saw, there was reporting that both of them were the leading candidates. And it's not necessarily wrong. It depends who you talk to in the organization. If you asked Polian, he would say, yeah, Caldwell's the leading candidate. That's my guy. That's who we're getting. And if you ask other people in the front office, they would say, no, no, no. We're leading toward Quinn. That's who we're bringing in. And as it turned out, they then hired a GM who didn't want either one of them. So, like, even when we're saying these things about following rumors and following reports, it's not even necessarily that the reporting is wrong. And, and I know the, the media oftentimes will get a bad name on those, on those sort of things. Like, well, you said this. Well, yes, I talked to, you know, the owner of the team who told me this was the leading candidate. Turned out that's not who they hired. That, that doesn't mean you were wrong as a reporter. It means that, you know, things changed. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. This is going to be the story that everyone's going to be talking about all offseason, right? He's been talking in glowing terms about Nathaniel Hackett and how, you know, makes the game easy and how he's able to teach Listen, we all know that the Denver Broncos got an opening at the quarterback position. They got a lot of young, really good weapons over there. I mean, it's, it's an obvious fit. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. Uh, Damian Woody buying into the narrative here. Nathaniel Hackett hired by the Broncos, former OC of the Packers. So now everyone's running to the conclusion that Rodgers could be on the Broncos. I don't think their offensive weapons are that good. I don't think their defense is that good. I think there are better situations that Rodgers could walk into, but we'll have time to get into all of that. We got uh, VGK on the road, two minutes left in the second. They're trailing Florida two to one. And then uh, Willie and Adam down at Silver Sevens. Uh, did we have a uh, listener, Rick, come up and make a point? He did. Well, he, he just wanted to come say hi. He, uh, he said he enjoys coming to hang out at Silver Sevens over here. Awesome dude. Uh, got, to, got to talk to him for a minute. But more importantly, Steve, he showed me a quick video on his phone. Last night for dinner, air fried uh, peanut butter and jelly. He said, and? He said phenomenal. And it was, he used grape jelly. And he said he will do it again. Willie wasn't on yesterday. Did you roll this by him? Willie, you in for air fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich? 100%. I mean, it sounds delicious. You know why? What is pe- What are people missing? Honestly, I just want to ask a quick question. Instead of playing the riddle game, but I'm going to play it. What are people missing the whole point of, of why this is okay? Doesn't anybody else make toast and put peanut butter and jelly on it? So you're just doing it all at once. To me, it's just no. make a toast. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that. That's I've what not, I, I don't. I don't I, like toasted. I don't like toasted peanut butter and jelly. No, but I get screwed. your point. When we talked about this yesterday, to me, this is like, it's basically like a donut, as long as you don't what? use like crappy white bread. It's, it's a donut theme. It's it's a filled. It's filled bread. It's bread with some filling. So fried bread with filling in it. It is basically a donut, just without a hole. You're salty. Can you were cut a hole first. in the middle. <laughs> Can you cut a hole in the middle of it? You know, we I'm, never discussed when we talked about this PB and J. What what is the bread choice? That's a great question. I think you have to go. Now, here's the thing: 
I think you have to go with not, and I'm not saying this for the health reasons, but I think you have to go with a thicker, like a grain, something that's going to hold up. Oh. It's got to stand up. Did you? Did, I heard. I heard the grain almost come out. Grain. I did say grain. Or, oh. or, 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 or Dave's. They make that Dave's bread. You can make Dave's. What is Dave's? What do we do? Who's Dave? That's that's Adam's line. You're not allowed to use that. What do we do? You can't do it with that whole. That's Adam's thing. So let's not impersonate Adam. Settle down. English muffin. That's no. What are you, who, who are you? I'm the guy. I would take. I would. I'll definitely English, English muffin 100 percent over Dave's. How about it? How about some Ezekiel bread? From food for life, food for life baking. Food for life baking Ezekiel bread or some of that because because it's tougher. It can it can withstand the frying, it, but you gotta. You, I did hear this part of this segment yesterday driving in. Uh, you gotta butter both sides. Who said that? Was that was from TikTok, right? That was, I think Justin saw that on TikTok. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you got to butter both sides. Did did did, we, did anybody get messages from? Oh, how did the show go last night? Because I was busy at the Athletes he, Unlimited. Did he had to cancel. He had a, he had a family oh, obligation, which, which tells me that maybe maybe the sandwiches didn't go over well. Yeah, maybe, so maybe, maybe, that, maybe the family emergency was that the air fryer blew up. Yeah, it, didn't, it didn't like the sandwich. jelly all over the walls. I this is this might be. I mean, I might be wrong. I am very anti-white bread for any kind of sandwich. But I feel like peanut butter and jelly is like a white bread sandwich. Oh yeah, I know. No. I was thinking, oh, I was yeah. thinking that too, but I didn't want to admit it. Wonder yeah. bread, sure. Yeah, but I, I like like the nice doughy. I'm a hundred percent out on white bread in general, but I think peanut butter and jelly—that's the way to go. What about? But that? you're right. You can't use. And I am. I grew up on like the the cheapest bread in the aisle. That's like basically folded in half, and I mean that's all we afford, could afford. Yeah. So like that's the kind of bread that we grew up on. But I am, like now, I would never buy, like, I, it's always good bread. Yeah. yeah. But you need to buy a, a quality white bread to do this, because you're right, it has to hold up. But I do think white bread is the way to go with, with the peanut butter and jelly. Like, when we used to run the concession stand, when Jordan was in high school for the wrestling, you, you'd, get the, you'd have to get the, 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 uh, the loaves of white bread, and then you would open it, turn it upside down, pull the plastic, and just go two-piece, 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 peanut butter, pop, 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 pop. It's got to be the white, uh, white bread. Coming up, let's. Uh, I want to get reaction from everyone on the show on Josh McDaniels, and uh, also uh, one of the veteran regular reporters kind of shed light on who may really be making the final decision on the GM and the head coach. Enjoy 77 cent Bud Light bottles during Vegas Golden Knights games at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens Hotel and Casino. If you think of the fact that he's a two-time Super Bowl winner, six-time Pro Bowler. Fifth all-time in passing yards. Eighth all-time in passing TDs. If you want to use quarterback wins as a metric, which everyone seems to, although I have my issues with it, but he's fifth all-time in quarterback wins. That's pretty damn good. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens, it's Cofield and Company. Lewis Riddick from ESPN on Big Ben Roethlisberger. Is there some active debate going on with Roethlisberger? I don't really, I mean, we were kind of joking earlier. We don't care who the all-time Steelers quarterback is, if it's Big Ben or Terry Bradshaw. We're just doing, you know, 27-year-old uh, sports talk radio topic there. I think he was a great quarterback. He was the best in that draft. He's better than Eli Manning. He's better than Phillip Rivers. And he's a Hall of Famer, okay? Do we need debate? What's the debate? I still think it's Cordell Stewart. 
Okay, well, you, you, we can argue that another day then. I didn't realize this was uh, such a passion of yours. <laughs> All right, Willie, give me your reaction. Josh McDaniels, Patriots OC, was the uh, Broncos coach for about a year and three quarters, was an utter disaster, especially if you talk to people about uh, the way he operated around the organization. Went 11 and 17, also got the Colts job, but then bailed on that job uh, yeah. shortly after getting it. Give me your opinion on the Raiders talking to Josh McDaniels and McDaniels maybe getting the job. Well, I think that they have to vet as many people as, you know, if they're interested and the names that come up and he's got the he's got the head coaching experience in the division. Granted, it was it's, it's been some time. It's, that was a different era, I guess, if you will. Um, my concern is 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 like you said, in terms of his player relationships, you know, my understanding through different people over the years is it wasn't the best, um, you know. He, he, he's definitely a Belichick disciple from my understanding. Comes in, no nonsense. He's going he's gonna to remove people immediately who he doesn't like, who he doesn't feel fit, fits. And I think the one thing is if he is like his reputation is, says it is, it could disrupt some chemistry that was built during a, you know, a rough time when this locker room bonded together not just under Basaccia, but with one another. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know if he's the right guy for this team, this city, this where where Mark Davis wants to take it. I, I really don't. I, I do think, you know, when we talk about McDaniels and his, his head coaching tenure with Denver, um, it was a long time ago. Yep. And I think that's that's important to remember that he was incredibly young at the time. I don't know that he was ready. I think he got a job before he probably um, was completely prepared to do it. And I, I don't want to you know judge him just on that uh, because, like I said, it was over a decade ago. Uh, there was you know I think he was five hundred his first season. Uh, the second season was ugly uh, before he was gone. So uh, I, I just think it was a little bit premature to get a job. But at the time he was. He was the guy that was going to be this unbelievable star in the coaching world and a can't-miss guy, and that's how it was kind of sold, and there was a lot of pressure on him to live up to that. So I do think it was a different situation then uh, than he'd be walking into now. Now, now, a lot of people around the league are saying the same thing that they were last time. He's a can't-miss. He's a guy that's going to come in and be a star as a coach. Now he's ready. All those other things that were said before are being said again. Are, are people right this time? Maybe. But I don't want to overreact and say, well, he was terrible because I've seen people say that. He sucked. Why would we want him? It's a, new, it's a new time. It's more than a decade later. He may be a little bit more seasoned and more prepared to walk into a job. Uh, interesting tweet earlier. Mark Davis will pick the new Raiders coach and GM with no uh, GM. Uh, with no GM, who is Mark's biggest sounding board? It's Marcel Reese. That's Jerry McDonald, veteran Raiders reporter. Sure. How true is that, and will McDaniels mesh with Marcel Reese? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's fairly true. I mean, I think we talked about this at the beginning. We were trying to you know kind of sort through who the brain trust was and who was making the decisions. I I rarely see Mark in a football setting without Marcel. I mean, they're they're pretty inseparable. So it, it I would say absolutely he's part of the decision making process. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. Um, but I don't know that it's just those two either. I mean, I, there are other people around in the organization who Mark talks to, who Mark trusts, uh, and who's around. So, um, 
yeah, I think that there's there's more than just maybe one or even two people, but there's little doubt that Marcel Reese has a major influence here. All right. Uh, another interesting tweet I saw a little while ago, because, you know, like you said, Adam, a lot of fans on Josh McDaniels popping up now, getting an interview, a lot of fans are going after him. Uh, saw this tweet. The disparity between how the league views Josh McDaniels and how some fans view him could not be more different. This would be a coup for the Raiders. The entire league is pro <laughs> Josh McDaniels. Well, I think the league. There's plenty of people in the league. Yeah. Is, is everyone in Denver pro Josh Daniels or pro Josh McDaniels? Is everyone in Indianapolis? I was going to say pro Indianapolis. Josh McDaniels? Is everyone is, in Las Vegas? No, no, no. The league. Uh, don't worry about the people on the ground. No, we're talking football because this tweet was, hey, I talked to football people and the league is very in on Josh McDaniels. Why hasn't he gotten a job? Wait a minute. Since Wait a minute. 2012. Well, I think the Colts, the Colts situation is probably why he hasn't gotten a job in the last couple of Okay, years. well, then, then, then the league is not completely on board. By the way, in the league includes the Houston Texans who are run by a Patriots guy. Multiple Patriots guys. And why is he getting the job there? Why? Why is it? Why is it that part of the league? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can league. I go back to my point? You said league. When you say league, doesn't that include players? And now I said Las Vegas. Those guys want Rich Passaccia. So I think that they have to – so are, are they being consulted? I mean, it's not normal that you would consult your players. Hey, here's your head coach. This is, But same token, you've had the same quarterback since he entered this league. And with what this team just went through, the league includes players. So – Sure, but I think in this, yeah, in this let's sense – Let's go back to the tweet because you're missing yeah. the point of the tweet. In, in this, this sense, was, I think he means, he means brain trust. I got you. Like, I understand. GMs Powers and GMs. Powers of being. Josh McDaniels. So if you're a fan and you think Josh McDaniels, based on his results in the past with the Colts and the Broncos, is not a good hire, you don't know because people around the league love Josh McDaniels. Not everyone around the league loves Josh McDaniels. Not a guy who's only had one job, one yeah. head coaching job. And, and you know – in the in the incident we're referencing, I think sometimes we we just assume everybody knows, but he essentially accepted the he pulled a Mick Cronin. Yep. Uh, he accepted the job with the Colts and then didn't go coach them. Bailed. Uh, which I think left a, a bitter taste in a lot of people there. So that's that's part of the reason why you know with with Dodds having a good interview that a lot of people might have said, well, then clearly he's not going to bring McDaniel's in. Uh, he's a Colts guy. But the Colts did want him at one point. And I think there is, like, Josh McDaniels is definitely much higher thought of in league circles than he is among fans. Because I think among fans, he's like a zero. Uh, so, and I, and I think that's I silly. That. And I think that's I silly. Um, there is still, there, there's a, there is a discussion with people in, in, in the NFL and around the NFL. If, well, Belichick tree, if Belichick tree guys can really be head coaches with the way they operate, Sure. Off the field, I and mean, we saw Matt Patricia turn into a disaster. If you're going to be mini Belichick and you have no equity, I don't know that that works. Yeah, and, and let's also, I mean, let's point out like he, he is uh, definitely mini Belichick, and the fact that he was caught videotaping a practice from an opponent uh, when he was the coach in the Broncos, so he he learned that uh, I would assume uh, from Belichick allegedly. Um, so yeah, there there is a lot there, but I I I also feel like with McDaniel's. He's thought of as 
he's much better thought of as a coach than he is as a person at this point. And I, I do think that there's some some salvaging of relationships. Which, by the way, bring. I think I actually I think this is a discussion we'll have, and if he's hired, we'll have this discussion. I think that's what you know to go back and sorry, Willie, to start screaming at you, but. Um, you said he may not be right for Vegas. There are certain people who may not be right for this city and for this fan base and for this owner. Yeah. But but if he's in the mix, then he's probably right for the owner. Right? I mean, I hate to, and I hate to say it like that, too. But, you know, I, I sort of um, I liken it to when running rebel job was open, opened a few times ago. A few uh, eras ago, but it's always you know who do we always look at? Who do we always talk about? It's like what fits the model, the role, a Patino, a um, a Calipari, or a uh, what's it? Steve Lavin, the the suits, the look, the town, the fit, the 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 program. And I'm not saying that that's the style that Vegas needs, but the Raiders have established an identity here in this town, and I think it goes right along with it, you know, how the, how the personalities in that locker room. And, again, going back to with what this team went through, they're going to need someone with a strong hand that, they, that, that the players are going to respect immediately because someone's got to come in here and remind these guys – not because it's Las Vegas, but basically because two, three guys, right, made some bad decisions. So someone's got to come in here with the right mindset and the right authority that these players are going to respect and follow rules as well. Enjoy Bud Light, Budweiser, and Michelob Ultra for just 77 cents during all NFL games at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So this will be a fun story to follow, guys. Adam Hill, Willie at Silver Sevens. Remember, rest of the VGK game, 77 cent beers. So take advantage of that happy hour every day from 3 to 6, but 77 cent Beers during the NHL games, well, the VGK games, Bud Light, Bud, and Mick Ultra. We're going to talk a lot, guys, about the uh, Belichick coaching tree and good numbers on the tree. Seven Patriots assistants, Adam, who have gotten jobs in the past as head coaches. McDaniels, Romeo uh, Cornell, Mangini, O'Brien, Patricia, Flores, and Joe Judge. 41% winning percentage, five playoff bursts in 27 seasons. Okay. It's not great. But is it fair to say, hey, the, the, the next guy or every guy from the tree is going to be unproductive? Probably not. No. No, not fair at all. But, I mean, it's – you know that's what's going to be looped in and people are going to, uh, you know, are going to use that record uh, against any of the candidates from the Patriots coaching tree. And, you know, we'll see how th- this continues to play out. But, you know, that's going to be a thing until one of them is inc- incredibly successful for sure. Hey, Ari, do me a favor if you can, super quick. Do you still have uh, any of the David Carr herd cuts if we have three? I, I don't know if you guys got to this one, but I thought it was interesting in that conversation with David Carr and uh, and Hurd, and I think it's number three. Fingers crossed. Go ahead. Think about a lot of the free agents they have. Casey Hayward ain't going to stay there if Gus Bradley's not there. There's a lot of guys that aren't going to stay there if Gus is not there. So that's a revamped defense. 
That's a whole new look. Uh, Willie, should Denzel Perriman and Casey Hayward determine what happens moving forward with who the head coach is of the Raiders? They should do what's best for them. No, I mean, no. What I'm saying is should should you pick a head coach based on the fact oh. that if Gus Bradley goes, there could be some guys going with him? Uh, I, I don't think so because in reality, you don't know who you're going to hire as a head coach, and that head coach is going to want to bring in his own staff. So he, he's going to do what he wants to do anyway. You can't. I think you have to make you know. Those guys are also thirty. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't base it on who's staying. Yeah. Crazy thoughts. Crazy thoughts. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens the uh, next couple of days. We're back tomorrow, three o'clock start as we get you ready for UNLV basketball right here on ESPN Las Vegas.